cinematic education from one friend to another. I'm your co-host Morgan Spatola. And I am your co-host Thomas Jernigan. Morgan, this is episode 9. Oh my goodness. This is almost episode 10. I mean, almost. Like, almost. Yeah. So it's almost a big deal. Almost. But it is still kind of a big deal, because nine episodes, that's like every two weeks. So yeah. it's been 18 weeks Holy cow. of podcasting cinematic magic. Um, but anyway, yeah. So wait, hang on. How many months is that? You're looking at 18 weeks, 18 divided by four. Wait, wait, it, what? wait. You know I dropped out of college, right? You did? That's, I can't do math. Well, that explains a lot. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, no, hey, we're Academy Outcasts, so, you know. So some... I'm a math outcast, too. Yeah. Some of the best people dropped out of college. Stay tuned for our new podcast, Math Outcast. Tarantino dropped out of college. Spielberg dropped out of college. He got denied from USC. He was going to be a Trojan. Oh, my goodness. You know, Spielberg grew up in Phoenix, and we're he in did? Phoenix. Yeah, he did. I didn't know he was from here. No, yeah, he lived like, uh, he, I think in the new HBO documentary, he mentioned where he lived and when i first listened to it i'm like oh my god it's like 10 minutes away from where i am oh my gosh yeah um anyway so a lot of a lot of good filmmakers Wait, was he born in, in arizona i don't know if he was born in, in arizona but i know i knew he was like a kid and he grew up until he was 18 nice. or like 17 um in phoenix so uh and he like references it like i don't know how many times in the documentary which is a great documentary on hbo uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I think it's just called Spielberg. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Okay. Um, we right were on. talking about math. I'm, oh, yeah, because 18 weeks. So that's about like four months, sort of, kind of. Not really. I think so. Yeah, uh-huh. Roughly. Four months and two weeks. See, I even graduated, yep. and I'm shit at math. I'm that. still horrible okay. at math. All right, well, I think that we can come to a safe conclusion that math is hard. Math is just is, is a meanie. Because yep. you got to think, and there's numbers, and it gives me a headache, and I don't like it. Uh, math is... Uh, okay, shh, shh, it's okay. It's a bully. Shh, shh, it's okay. <laughs> this is my comforting voice to you. Okay. Do Help I sound Morgan. sincere? Yes. No. Please, <laughs> stop holding me. Oh, God. I'm about to get into the fetal position. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to start crying right now. Oh, God. No, let me get you your binky. Give me my binky. <laughs> That took a really weird turn. <laughs> that whole entire thing took a very yeah. weird turn. This podcast is about movies, right? Yeah, I thought it was. So but me, now I'm confused. Now I'm confused too. But you know what? I think this is a good transition, Morgan, because I was meaning to bring this up and have this conversation with you. Oh, God. Now that we're on episode nine, uh-huh. uh, I feel as if it is time to remind our listeners kind of the appeal of this podcast. And the appeal is that you have seen... Almost no movies. Yes. And it is to the point where I'm basically providing dead air on these podcasts because (laughs) I am in such shock and awe that you haven't seen movies like... Like, Quick, quick. Okay, let's uh, let's give them a bonus movie that's not on your list. Just like name any movie. Forrest Gump. Okay, well, I've seen Forrest Gump. Okay, well, she's... Good. But other movies, you're just like, yeah, no, never no, seen never. it. No, never. Like Jurassic Park, you know, you But that was last episode, and we oh, agreed that I have seen Jurassic Park. Sort of, you just you're don't You're not doing a good it. job at this. Okay, what, what was another big movie that you hadn't seen? Like Dumb and Dumber or like Tommy Boy? I haven't seen either of those. Dumb and Dumber? You haven't seen Dumb and Dumber? No. Oh my, that's like Jim Carrey's like crowning achievement. Anyway, well, well... well. <laughs> Anyway, that's why we're here. I mean, just go back and listen to some of the. Now I try to stump you, and I try to get some movies that people haven't seen, but there are just like very 
there's a good amount of movies that you should have seen, just haven't. There's just so many movies. Just uh, there is, and I haven't seen any of them. But just as you know, I know. <laughs> anyway, so here's my point. Okay. The appeal of this is that you haven't seen some movies, right? To the point where I'm in shock and awe, and most people are. We were talking about something. And a certain movie got brought up. Mm-hmm. And you said that you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And this almost offended me. I was almost offended that you haven't seen this movie. And I just made the stupid assumption that you had. So I never put it on the list. So guess what, Morgan? I'm going to hijack this podcast right now. Wait, what? <laughs> I did not make a list for you. Are you serious? Because I am determined for you to see this movie that you admitted to me that you had not seen. I can't even remember what movie it was. And this movie is such like a stereotypical I feel like I'm being cliche. taken hostage right You now. are. I am I, I'm just straight up hijacking, all right, this this podcast episode because it was so flabbergasting. What? And yes, I used the word flabbergasting. Oh my god. And, but you know what? The filmies and the film buffs. And the, the filmies? The, is that what they call I, them? Is that I, like foodies? I film? completely made that up. Filmies. I have no idea. Anyway, like people know this movie. People what associate movie? this movie with like good filmmaking that, you know, it was like a, not even a cult classic. It was just like, wow, this came out of nowhere. And just oh my like, god, I can't. It's, it's people's favorite movies. Oh god. They have posters of these movies. What? This will go down in time as one of the best movies ever. Most influential movies ever. Such a huge, I mean, won Oscars and what? such a kick-ass movie. What? I don't, I don't remember. Here's the movie that you told me. <laughs> That you haven't seen. What movie? Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Morgan Spatola has not seen Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. And I was just, I mean, I felt like I got just punched in the nads or something. When, so we didn't talk about me not seeing Pulp Fiction on the podcast, though, huh? I don't think that's no. a, that was a conversation we had outside of that. It was. Oh. It was completely outside of it. And I don't think it's ever been on the list. And uh, again, I, I have posters around it. I quote that movie constantly. Yes. And again, this and is, I never understand. I know. And so it's such a good movie. So unfortunately, I don't have the list. And I feel like this is a good reminder. This is half the point. Not only to review films, but to educate you, man. Yeah. And yeah. Pulp Fiction... This is a big part of it. Shit. This is like the master's thesis course or something. Check out the big brains on Brad, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see? All right. No. You'll get it. You'll get it. I am a Samuel L. Jackson fan, though. Well, shit, motherfucker. Wait, yeah. so, okay, but... Jules Winfield. But, so should I tell you what I think it's about, then? Sure. Yes, let's honestly, do that. Because, honestly, I wasn't expecting this at all. You completely no. blindsided me. We still have at least, like, eight or ten minutes of uh, recording that we need to do, so I have something to edit. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so what do you think Pulp Fiction is about? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and his very best friend. Wow. Wait. <laughs> wow. Wait. John. No, John. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, what the How fuck is his name? How does she not know this actor's name? What is his name? Grease. He's in Grease. Yeah, I know he's in Grease. Saturday Night Fever. Oh, my God, what's his name? Oh, my God, what's his name? Oh, my God. John Travolta. John Travolta. Jeez. Of course. Oh my god. Even I mean, oh. I was testing you. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Trying to play yep. it cool. Okay, so Samuel L. Jackson and his very best friend John Travolta 
are like gangster men and they rob gangster a diner. Men. And that's all I know. <laughs> you rob a diner. <laughs> that's what I think it's about. That that's do you think that's the entire And there's movie? a girl with a black bob in it and she smokes a cigarette probably. That's Uma Thurman. Oh really? Okay. That's Mrs. Mia Wallace. That's I mean, that's literally all I've got for you. Vince Vega. Um Wow. Oh, well, and Bruce Willis is in it. Yes, he is. Okay. Nope, that's it. That's it. Nope. Okay. Yeah, wow. All right. I so guess you can't tell me what it's about. Let, I can't tell you what it's about. Because we have to watch only it. Only that there's like a thousand times much more pulp to pulp fiction. <laughs> that was terrible. That was a terrible joke. Oh, my God. Um, We're very heated here in the studio right now. Morgan's pulp-free. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, she's drinking some pulp-free yep. ignorance of wow. movies. Well. Yeah. Because yep. you got no... Pulp Fiction. So when did Pulp Fiction come out? This is pulp-free non-fiction right now. Um, hey. 19... I should stop. Uh, 1994. 1994. Okay. So you were one. Yes. So why didn't you see when it came out? I know. I, I was know, four. I tried to crawl to the theater room. My mom wouldn't let me. So. Yeah. Well, my dad took me work. when I was four. Did he really? And that's why I'm so messed up in the head. Are you serious? No. Uh-oh. Um, when did you first see it? I first saw it when I was 10, Uh-oh. which is probably still too young. <laughs> what's it what's it rated like r oh yeah okay. i'm surprised it's not rated worse than r and c17 you mean yeah but i don't think they had that rating back in 94 i don't think so either yeah no, no. but oh no you know what i think there's a cool bit of trivia which we'll talk about i'm not sure if it was like a weird rumor on the internet or it was mm-hmm. like actually like tarantino said this maybe on the like special features yeah but there was one scene he he literally had to edit so that they didn't give him like an X rating or something oh like that, um, because there's a lot of sh- like I mean it's it's Tarantino man, and it's not just yeah. violent shit. Ugh. I mean there's some ooh. yeah there's some bad there's some bad shit. Now in there. I'm worried. I know you probably should be something too <laughs> much. You can handle all of it, but there's this one scene where you're just like oh my god oh jeez with Bruce Willis and uh, Ving Rhames okay and Zed. Uh. Yeah. None of that means anything to me. Spiders caught another fly. Um, oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> I'm scared. Woo! Oh, my God. Such a good movie. All and right. you're about to see it. You're about to be educated wow. on cinema. Because I'm your friend, and you're my friend, and it's a cinematic education from one friend to another. This is true. Friends don't is... let friends not watch movies. Exactly. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Pulp-free nonfiction. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, there you have it, folks. I guess we're watching Pulp Fiction. So what movie do you uh, want to watch? I guess I, I want to watch Pulp Fiction now. Okay, I good. Okay. Because you don't have a choice, because I straight up hijacked this podcast yep. because of your... Non, I got to come up with a better play yeah, on words. Right I'm now. just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm so distracted by hijacking this. Well, why don't we watch the movie and then that'll give you some time to come up with some better uh, puns and shit. I think so. Okay, let's go watch. Miramax Films is proud to present one of the most celebrated motion pictures of the year. The winner of the 1994 the best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. Come on, let's get in character. I'm so interested in Big Man's wife. Well, he's going out of town of Florida, and he asked me if I take care of him while he's gone. Take care of him? No, man. Just make sure it's a good time, make sure she don't get lonely. Girl, you see. 
this is a moral test of oneself. I do believe Marcellus, my husband, your boss, told you to take me out and do whatever I wanted. I love you so much, can count on you can maintain loyalty. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. Pride only hurts, it never helps. In the fifth, your ass goes down. I have to say, you play with matches, you get burned. We should have shotguns with this kind of deal. We're in a lot of danger, aren't we? I'm prepared to scout the earth for that Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Get down, get down. You got a corpse in a car, minus a head in a garage. Take me to it. Don't you hate that? Hate what? Uncomfortable silences. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Amanda Plummer, Maria de Medeiros, Bing Ring. Eric Stoltz, Rosanna Arquette, Christopher Walker, and Bruce Willis. Looking at something, friend? Ain't my friend, Luca. Die, you mother! A new film directed by Quentin Tarantino. Pulp Fiction. You really thinking about quitting? Most definitely. Of course, you're going to do that. Basically, I'm just going to walk the earth. What you mean, walk the earth? You know, like Kane and Kung Fu. <laughs> We're back from the me just shanghaiing this episode. That was weird. Thomas I ca- holds the podcast hostage. I do. Hashtag whatever. I don't even know. Good hashtag. Yeah, hashtag whatever. But no, yeah, I, I thought it was very odd that you hadn't seen this movie that film nuts just go crazy for. And just throw up on their walls. Like every single frat house That's right. has this movie. Just like like Fight Club and Scarface yep. and like other movies that make douchebag, meatheaded dudes think that they're like deeper and like more smart because they've you know seen I this movie. Seen those ones either, right? You haven't seen Fight Club or Scarface. Yeah. Good God almighty. <laughs> so like in college and high school, when you would like go over to like Guy's house and you'd see, which undoubtedly they had on their walls, because I mean like it doesn't mean I watched it. But weren't you like curious? Because no. Oh god. No. Well, I will tell you one thing. A lot of stuff suddenly made sense after watching that movie. In regards to like all of the pop culture references ever. Yes. And any like memes on Facebook. Like I've seen so many like screenshots and memes and jokes and whatever that Royale with cheese. Yeah, that apparently relate to Pulp Fiction that I never actually knew that that's what that was from. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, every single line in that movie, it's like a, it's like a one-liner. It's like, you know, yeah, you could, you could print is. that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Again, like, Royale with cheese, check out the big brains on bread. Yeah. Or like, totally iconic. Two shakes of a lamb's tail, or what the hell else? There's a lot. A lot. I know. I know. Like, every single line. Yeah, remember when she goes to powder her nose and she does cocaine? Yeah, I like that. I like that's a good. That's a good like, what? Not like a pun, but what's the term for that? Because I mean, she's literally powdering powdering her nose. Euphemism. There you go. I thought it was gonna be about orange juice, honestly. (laughs) Because of the pulp. Get it? That's that's hilarious. I'm pretty funny. Get out now. Okay, well let's dive into the actual movie because it is very rare. 
for me to come across somebody who has never seen this movie. Okay, well, why don't I give a synopsis for those other people that I know are out there that have not seen Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is about some gangsters. Doing some gangster shit. Yeah, so basically what happens is, let's see, in the very, very beginning of the movie, you see two, like, honestly, they look like crackheads. (laughs) <laughs> like plotting to take over, or not take over. They're taking over the diner. No, they're plotting to to hold up the diner. They're called Honey Bunny and Pumpkin. Oh, I like, love you, Honey Bunny. So fucking obnoxious. Gosson coffee. Anyway, so then um, Gosson means boy. So then, what happens is we cut from that and we go to um, these two guys, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, and. Those aren't their names in the movie, though. Hey, remember when you forgot John Travolta's name? Yeah, like 20 minutes ago in the podcast. All right, so so then we, we come in on Jules and Vincent, a.k.a. John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Jules Winfield, our man in Inglewood. Yeah. Vincent Vega, our man in Amsterdam. Yeah. Get your asses in here. So they are going to collect, um, I guess, like a briefcase for their boss. And then in the process, like, they just end up shooting... A bunch of guys and killing them, basically. Check out the big brains on bread. Yeah, and I feel like it. There wasn't much to that scene other than um, Samuel Jackson's great Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Yeah, that's like his big thing that he says. The path of the righteous man. Which actually, you look into it, and there. I mean, in the Bible, obviously, there is a Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, but it's like not that. It's like a fraction of what he says. So like seventy five percent of it is just Tarantino, like you know, exaggerating the, oh, really? the, um, the Bible verse or whatever. Huh. But, um, anyway. Well, anyway, so I guess what I didn't know about Pulp Fiction is it's like a series of short scenes or whatever that all, they all tie into each other. Um, but it is like a, a series of short scenes. So basically that one, that was it. They just like killed the guys and they got the briefcase. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time that we see kind of inside the briefcase. We never see what's in the briefcase, but when John Travolta opens it up, there's like a light shining on his face or whatever. And he's like in a daze. He's mesmerized. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause it's something great, whatever. And then, um, then the next story is what's the next story. Oh, it's the Butch story. Yeah. Well, no, it's not that one, but you see Marcellus Wallace. There's boxes uh, who thought their ass would age like wine. That's right. Or whatever. I don't know. That was a terrible impression of Ving Rams's uh, Marcellus Wallace. But anyway, yeah, that's that's a great scene because really, I mean, you don't see that until like an hour later. Yeah. And the the, like payoff on that one. So he's he's bribing Butch to to throw the fight, basically to lose, um, and giving him a lot of money. And then that's it. That's all you see of that for. Mm until the end of the movie almost yeah. it's like almost the end of it right i love it you know the uh non-linear kind of storyline of everything um how it jumps around yeah. because the next time you see you see jules and vincent in you know those like you know clothes that are completely different than the tuxes yeah, that they that had makes sense exactly yeah. when so you first see it you find out why see that's why it was so like interesting to see you see that because i mean you you saw them prior to that scene with Butch talking to Marcellus, you know, talking, you know, going and like, you know, with their suits and getting mm-hmm. the briefcase and shooting people mm-hmm. and talking about the foot massage, um, yeah. which is so great because it totally made sense. I love that uh, yeah. dialogue between them. So then what happens next? The I can't, I remember all the stories, but I can't remember like the order they went in. So, so then, then he takes after, Mia out, right? Yeah. After that, you see, uh, you see them at the drug dealer's place, Lance, and he's buying heroin. That's right. when the girl talks about it, her piercings. Yes. And you have a number of piercings, don't you? I do. How many piercings do you have? Nine. Nine? Eleven. What? 
I'd have to sit here and count. Well, I have 14, so you need to catch up. And they're all just like, they're all just studs up. On one ear. Up my leg and and my butt cheek. So you have those dermal implants. Yes, I do. How how is that when you sit down? It's all right. Is it hard to put pants on? I've gotten used to it. I need to, I need to wiggle into pants. Yeah. mm -hmm. But they're shiny and they're, they're like jewels. So like when I shake my butt naked. I sparkle and glisten. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like your style. Yeah. That's who I am. That's what I do. Anyway. Okay. So, they buy <laughs> heroin. inspired a generation. <laughs> to do that. Yikes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, they uh, buy heroin, and then he shot up, and then he went to Mia's house. Um, you see, Miss Mia's. And then they go to Jack Rabbit Slim's. Yeah. And I like Jack Rabbit Slims. I want to go to Jack so Rabbit like Slims. That's like a 50s themed diner, and they like sit in a car or whatever. And yeah. like, I wonder why she picked that place. It's so weird. I know, yeah. Cheesy. You can get a steak here, Daddy O. Don't be a. And then she makes a square. The square. Isn't yeah. that such a weird scene? Like, you actually like see like the uh, white square. Yeah, thing. she like outlines the square in the air, and then they yeah. like overlay that onto the screen, which is interesting. That whole scene, what that culminates in, so they're having a good time. He's definitely attracted to her, but that's his boss's, um, you know, wife. So he has to be cool or whatever. And then, like, they go back to the house after having a grand old time. They want a dancing competition. Then he... Wait, she's like, oh, let's have drinks now. Drinks. Music. I gotta take a piss. Yeah, so then he goes into the bathroom, and then he's basically, instead of going to the bathroom, he's, like, giving himself a fucking pep talk. <laughs> one drink, one drink, and yeah. then you're out of here. Uh, because he, like... He wants her because she's yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, and he can't, like, be making moves on his boss's wife. Then, while he's in the bathroom, she finds his heroin. But she that thinks. looks like cocaine. She snorts it. Ooh, you don't snort heroin. I learned that the hard way. No, you didn't. And then <laughs> you learned it from Pulp Fiction. So then she ODs. So then he comes out of the um, the bathroom to find her. Listen, Mia, I oh. gotta go. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Fuck me. Fuck me. Yeah. So basically he finds her about to die, basically, on the carpet. And then he takes her to the drug dealer's. Answer, Lance. Or not office, <laughs> but house. Um, and that whole scene is ridiculous. Oh, that scene, now that scene might be the best scene in the entire movie. Because you know he's responsible for her possibly overdosing on the drugs that he had. And, you know, basically he's going to his drug dealer in which he bought it. And he's like, this is Marcellus Wallace's wife, all right? I I will be forced, oh my god, I will be forced (laughs) to name you as somebody who did, just just help me up. And then Lance is freaking out and, you know, they try to find the adrenaline shot. And the girlfriend is like, it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, I thought it was funny, he's like, Lance and the girlfriend are just like fucking, fighting as they're, she doesn't give a shit, so she's just like yelling at him uh-huh. and she's like yeah i don't know and then like basically they they shove the adrenaline shot what are you in. looking for a little black medical book what a little black fucking medical book yeah i don't know stop bothering me <laughs> <laughs> that girl's gonna die out there anyway so this is like the most tense scene yeah take it away so so then they're they're doing the adrenaline shot and he has to shove it into her heart and he's like, yeah, you just got to break right through the breastplate and just right there into the heart. And so then you're like, oh You got to come down God. in a stabbing motion. I got to stab her three times. No, you got to stab her three times. You just <laughs> got to do it down to uh, the breastplates. This is pretty funny. Yeah. And so then I was freaking out. Everyone was freaking out. Yeah, you're out. like, I can't watch. I'm like, watch it. Yeah, I was scared. And then um, they shoved it into her heart. And then she 
wakes up and she's alive and then the girlfriend goes that was cool that was trippy man yeah, yeah that was trippy like what the fuck this bitch yeah. almost died on her carpet she's got like, like a like a six inch needle like, yeah and then her. so then she's like what the fuck so then they decide that they're never ever 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 gonna talk about it again yeah nope that was an awkward car ride home you're right and then um blows her a kiss and then walks away yep and then what's the next story Christopher Walken comes in so that's about, the Butch story talking about one. the gold watch yeah for five years, I had this watch up my ass. God. And then your father died of dysentery. But he'd be damned if he did those... Yeah. I probably can't say all the racial remarks he said about... Please don't. ...Vietnamese oh my people God, or whatever. Was very... <laughs> yeah. ...racially you could, slurred. You could charged. never get away... Even if it was a Tarantino movie. So many N-words. So, it was I mean, very uncomfortable at some point. Like, I was like, I can't yeah. with all the... Like, this is bad. I don't like listening to this. But anyway, okay, yeah. So, Butch stories come... Well, then... Um, there's so, this... The, the, uh, the chapter's called The Gold Watch. I yeah, right. It's called The Gold Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it starts with this, um, this guy, this, like, prisoner of war that was buddies with... Um, or prisoners with... Uh, Butch's dad, yeah. uh, I guess in Vietnam, right? That would have been the most recent one. Yeah. And he um, gave him this gold watch that was his great-grandfather's watch originally, etc., etc. Tells him this big, long story. And the watch is very sentimental. And so Butch has the watch. As this, the way like, he saw thing. it is that this watch was your birthright. Yeah. And that so, was my Christopher Walken, by the way. I mean, I feel like that was a pretty good Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, it was terrible. No, I think it was great. <laughs> so then what? So then we go to the ring... Or not yeah. the ring, I guess the, well, the, the fight the boxing or ring, Yeah, the yeah. boxing fight. So Butch is, is supposed to be throwing the fight, right? Does not do it. Doesn't throw the fight because he actually has a bookie friend in Kentucky. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Somewhere. There's a bookie friend somewhere who told everyone that he was going to win. And so the bets went up. And so he made way more money by winning the fight than he did by losing the fight. And he kept like the 30 grand that and Marcellus Wallace gave him. And he kept the 30 grand that Marcellus Wallace gave him. So he's super rich. He's yeah. going to flee the country. And then he finds out on the radio in the cab ride home that he actually killed the guy. Yeah. Which like, that whole scene is kind of weird it in is, the cab ride. It's like inconsequential. It, doesn't, it like, really doesn't. Point. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it lets them know that, you know, he killed the guy. And, but okay, and like great. That. Cool. But then so like Esmeralda Filolopos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of inconsequential. And then, so then he goes and finds his girlfriend at the hotel they're staying Fabian. at, uh, Fabienne, and Fabian, I personally thought that she was the most annoying character in the whole yeah, fucking she, show. Yeah, she is pretty annoying. Yeah, it's just like, I don't like, and he's not very nice to her, like, he's nice enough, but he kind of like infantile, infantile, yeah. he has infantile notions or actions or infantilization whatever. Infantilization is what I was going for. Is that a word? Infantilizes her, infantile. Anyway. So, like, the font is, like, slightly off? No, not italicized. Oh. He just italicizes his girlfriend. <laughs> no, so he, like, he treats her like a fucking child. Yeah. And it's, like, really annoying. And, like, it just, like, annoyed me. And then anyway, she's... Anyway, so... She forgets. Well, 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 yeah, okay, well, and for she it. forgot the watch, and she just like cries and whines and stuff. She does, yeah. She is and she whiny. can't fucking take care of herself or stand up for herself or anything. He yeah. gets really mad at her. And to be fair, he was like throwing shit, so that is pretty scary. But she do the TV, man. Yeah, but she didn't stand up for herself. I don't know. She was just kind of annoying. Yeah. Um. So she. So he said, you know, do you get everything? Hey, where's my watch? And she forgot the special gold watch from his great great grandfather. Yeah, and um, she forgot the watch, so he freaks out because he just he just needs that watch. Apparently, even though there's yeah. gangsters that are gonna fucking kill him, he needs to go back and get the watch. Which again, idiot. Um, Blueberry pancakes. Yeah, with sausage. Ugh, God, she's so annoying. Yeah, anyway, she's kind of annoying. So um, he goes back to the apartment to get the watch. Gets the watch, and he's like, "All right, looking good." And he's like about to leave, and then he's like, 
I'm gonna have some pop tarts first. Yeah, because why not? Dumb idiot. No, fucking go. Don't you have a plane to catch? I know. Anyway, so then he has pop tarts, whatever. And then he sees a gun on the counter, and he's like, what the shit? And then he hears a toilet flush. He's like, oh my god, one of the gangsters is here to get me. And hey, what do we know? It's John Travolta. Oh my god. And so then he takes the gun, and he basically just kills John Travolta. It's like an Rip. Uzi with a silencer yeah, on it. Yeah, Isn't crazy. that awesome? I guess. <laughs> and then he just shoots him, yeah. Yeah. Rip. And then, what? Rip. Rip? Rest in peace. Oh. John Travolta. <laughs> I'm yeah. sad he died. I know, and you know what? He died last year, too, so that's oh. that's kind of bad, you know. No, he didn't die last year. Oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, my God. No, I was like, I didn't bad. hear about that. John's both to die. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, so then he, so he kills him. Then he's like, I got to run. So then he runs. But he's all cocky about it, too. He's like, you yes. know, they're never going to get you, Butch, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, is. so he continues to be an idiot. So then he, he runs, and then instead of just driving away, he decides to drive back past his apartment complex, yeah. which, like, why? Like, he didn't even park there. He parked, like, two blocks away and walked to the complex, but then yeah. he decides to drive back by. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> so then he comes up to a, a Stop, crosswalk. A red light. Or yeah. stopwalk or whatever, and then Marcellus Wallace is walking across the street. And I love that scene because you never see Marcellus Wallace's yeah, face until, this until part, that yeah, scene. Uh-huh. And he stops, and yeah. they both see each other, and, and, you know, you've seen, you know, most of Marcella yeah, Wallace so the, to know, know that, that that's him, him. Yeah. and you're like, no way! Yeah. Like, that's him! Yeah. And then, boom, just like, he, like, runs him over. Well, no, but then Marcellus is like, he says something, I like, he's just like, motherfucker, or whatever, and he, like, goes to pull out a gun, and then Butch is like, no! And just, like, runs him over, and then gets in a car accident. And then, basically, a big, long, like, running chase Chase, ensues where Marcel's trying to shoot him. And then they end up in a pawn shop. And then I don't really like the next part. And then it gets a little graphic. It gets, like, the most graphic. Like, all the blood, the shooting, that was fine. This was the worst part. Basically, just a quick summarize of, of what happens next. You know, they get caught. Bruce Willis knocks Marcellus Wallace out. The, you know, hick dude there knocks him out, too. And they basically... The shopkeeper. Yeah. And then, um, he calls this other guy, Zed um spiders got a few flies and they tie them up and you don't know what's going to happen then they get a gimp out and it's all weird and creepy and then they do an eeny meeny miny mo and they take marcellus wallace into the back and you hear some noises anyway bruce willis gets out and uh you know is about to get off free and avoid whatever hell that was probably going to come to him but then feels bad about it, and he goes back to uh, save Marcellus Wallace because he has an idea of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes through all these weapons that he can use against these guys, chainsaw, baseball bat, and then he finds a samurai sword, which I love because it's like a Kill Bill-type reference from the past or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, so some bad things are happening to Marcellus Wallace. He kills the one dude with the samurai sword, and then basically the one guy, Zed, Marcellus Wallace... Uh, uh, shoots him in uh, the junk. In the penis. Yep, and and then he says the probably penis. one of the most famous lines uh, in the movie. Probably I would say really? if I were to if I were to say what the most say? famous line is um um I ain't through with you till my damn sight. I'm gonna get medieval on yeah, your ass. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. At this point, you know, Butch kind of redeems himself in the eyes of Marcellus Wallace. Yes, and, and then like, he says, "Are we cool? Are we cool?" He's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Okay, we're cool, but just get out of L.A." Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes the bike, gets Fabian, and just 
and then they gets go away and then you never see him again. and then it's not over because that it's was like over. the most climactic and dramatic story yeah I really, like even though i would say and you you would never have saw it coming you know yeah no the, gold, the chapter was called the gold watch yeah and that's how it ended yeah you know? and so that's like the most dramatic and climactic one and that would have been a good one to end it on but they yeah. don't no. they have to bring it full circle yeah. which is great mm-hmm. loved it so they brought it full circle. Um, the next one is called the Bonnie situation, which is awesome. Yes. Um, and basically, it goes all the way back to the beginning of the movie to when John Travolta and um, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson go and they get the briefcase, and then they're big leaving. Kahuna Burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So they are leaving, and they well, so oh, they, they get had shot a guy at. on the inside. Oh, yeah, they get shot at. They get okay, shot yeah, at. You, you tell it. And, okay, well. <laughs> My brain's, like, everywhere. There's, like, so much. There's, this there is it's a like lot. It's, like, hard for me to, again, like, synthesize it all. I had to watch it 64 times for I me know. to fully get I it. I see it again. Uh, so what happens is that as they're shooting the big brains out of Brad, uh, this guy is, like, in the other room, and he has this, like, big, like, magnum pistol or whatever. And as they're done, he comes out just like guns blazing and unloads on Vincent Jules, but he doesn't hit anything. And they're mm-hmm. like, they look at themselves like, did he shoot us? Yeah, that was a good, good little and scene then, right there. And then obviously they gun him down. Um, and Vincent's just like, ah, bleh. but then Jules, you know, with all of his, you know, religious references was just like, you know, we should be dead, man. This was an act of God. This yeah, is a miracle. They take one of the, the, really the only one that they left alive, which was Marvin. But that which was is, our guy on the inside, you find out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was like, he worked for them. Like, he was like uh-huh. the guy on the inside. Yeah, so. Ma- Poor Marvin. I uh, know, yeah. They take Marvin. You know, they're they're talking about how it was a freak occurrence and or like a miracle or some something, something like that. And they're getting into an argument. And then John Travolta is like, Marvin, he's like, what What do you think about the situation? Marvin's like, ah, here, I don't have an opinion. He turns around, he's like, man, you got to have an opinion. Do you think God came down and, bam! And then. Because <laughs> he was pointing his gun at him. Because <laughs> he saw his gun in his hand. He's very casual, just kind of like droops it over as he's like talking. And, um, and he goes, oh, shit, I shot up Marvin. So he shoots Marvin in the face and his head explodes and there's blood everywhere. And even though it's disgusting, it was pretty... They're driving just out in public, just like with, you know, uh, this dead dude in the back. And so they need to get off the road quick. So what happens? So they go to their friend Jimmy's house. Who is? Who is Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. And I thought he did a great, spectacular performance, except for all the end bums that got dropped. Oh, my but, God. You know. Dead blank storage. Oh, yeah, my God. God. Goes to Jimmy, but the, here lies the name of the chapter of the story. Jimmy's wife, Bonnie, is coming home in like an hour and a half and because she works the overnight shift and Bonnie cannot come home and find two gangsters in the, um, in the house with a dead person and a nasty ass car. She's going to freak out and lose her shit. So, and then he's going to get divorced. And he doesn't want to get divorced. Okay. No trial separation. No, 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 no counselor. Okay. I'm going to get divorced. I don't want to get. But it was funny because later they were like, well, how serious is it? Oh, he's going to get divorced? Yeah, okay. right. Like, <laughs> Better call the wolf. Yeah, like, well, how serious? Well, they're just going to get divorced. <laughs> like, oh, shit. So that was pretty good. Um, so then they call in the wolf, who is a specialist in cleanup, and they Harvey Keitel. Like, reupholster the car with quilts or whatever, and then they pay off Jimmy, and then they get it all out. Anyway, so then after that, they go to the diner. Yes. And it's very familiar. It's oh. a diner that we saw in the very beginning of the movie oh. way back when. Got some two coffee! Two and a half hours ago. Two and a half hours ago. <laughs> anyway, so... Morgan um, doesn't like long movies. Well, sometimes I just get surprised at how long movies are, I think. And you gotta take like, you know, eight bathroom breaks during them. <gasps> I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so um, so they're at the I diner, know. and Vincent's telling Jules, like, are you serious? You're really going to retire? And Jules is like, I'm going to go walk the world. Walk the earth. And then he's like, so you're going to be a bum. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to be a bum, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, so then Vincent's Without like, a job, a residence, yeah. a legal tender, that's what you're going to be, man, a bum. So then he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom, and he, like, weirdly has that book that he got killed for yeah. which is, like, weird. Even though they weren't like basketball shorts, and um, what? apparently it's like by the same person who was who uh, did the book that um, one of the characters in Inglorious Bastards was reading. I don't know. Huh. Weird. Anyway, I, see that's that's the thing. By what I like about Tarantino, you know, there's there's he connects all of it. I used to be obsessed with Tarantino, and then I saw more movies, and I basically learned. I mean, I don't mean to be you know throwing shade as the youths say hmm. um with tarantino but he does yeah. he does borrow a lot from older movies and other directors um yeah and um anyway so i forget the point that i was making on that but um what was the point that i was i, I, I have no know. idea anyway whatever so then the honey bunny and pumpkin start to rob the place and jules basically like takes control of the situation and they don't kill anyone and then that's that's pretty much the end but he does it in a very cool fashion. And, and that's, that's it. That's all I got. That's Pulp Fiction. And that's us signing off, folks. That took us 20 fucking minutes to recap or more. <laughs> so, holy shit. Yeah, I think Morgan's running out of steam right now. <laughs> oh, my God. There's just so much to process. There is. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway, it yeah. There's a lot. Like, that was a dense movie. Like, yeah. you watched Wolf of Wall Street. It was three hours long. Three hours. That was nothing compared to but this. But it didn't have a lot of content to exactly. it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it was just like, it was very, like, one note or something compared yeah. to Pulp Fiction. Like, Pulp Fiction was pulpy. It was very right? pulpy. Like, yeah, it, it was wasn't. Like, it wasn't pulp free. It was fucking dense. It, yeah, and so I'm just still. I'm go still down kind smooth. of processing. Like I gotta watch it again. Yeah, because you I know? mean, really, I mean, and there's, there's, I think he, uh, the Pulp Fiction, because I saw Pulp Fiction when I was like ten years old, oh uh, which is probably not a good, not good. age no. to see that movie. Uh-huh. Um, but I snuck into like my parents' living room and like mm. I saw it and like I did with a lot of other movies. I think I was like eight years old when I saw Braveheart, and um, also eight years old when I saw Schindler's List. Oh, um, and um, I was just like, ah. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it, the ambiguity behind what was in uh, the briefcase mm-hmm. really oh, yeah. really spoke to me, and, and I feel like I've always carried it. Uh, with me of, of what was in it and there was plenty of rumors of what was in it you know mm-hmm. there I, like I was saying there's there's plenty of you know religious undertones um, even that huge monologue that that Jules Winfield has you know about the, the the verse and everything like that and how that plays out you know yeah and the 666 that they put on the briefcase to right. open it right. you know people say that oh it's the holy grail or it's Marcellus Wallace's soul or it's you know something you know something stupid I don't care what it is. The fact that you just don't know and that mm-hmm. it's never been said yeah. um, is just brilliant. And that's what captivates people. And then it's such a casual ending as they just yeah. walk out of the... Uh, just and, and really, it's one of those movies where you're you're sitting there a little dumbfounded because yeah. you don't know what you just saw. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're like, what, what the fuck just happened? What was this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was brilliant and it was... I don't know. It was like everything I expected it to be, and also, but also more than I expected it to be. I guess like, like I kind of knew what I was getting myself into, but I also didn't. 
And it's like, I mean, I can see why it's iconic. Like, even just from the very get-go, I was just, like, chuckling the entire time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hilarious. It's dark and it shouldn't and it's funny. Be. Yeah, I like dark comedies. Like, because it's just so gruesome and terrible that you have, you can't do anything but laugh. Yeah. Like, Marvin got fucking shot in the head Marvin. and died for no reason. Oh, and it was Marvin. hilarious, which is so bad. But I really liked it. Um, I did. I liked Good, it. Good, okay. It was just well, a lot. There was just so much. So, this movie was going to be rated NC-17. Okay. Or, like... I think back then they still had like X, like it, like it would, it would actually like go into that, and then it would be denied by like the Motion Picture Association for Thank like God. like wide release. Yeah, and apparently the deciding factor of what made it past the R rating, uh-huh. like what what I'm I'm sorry, I that's that I, I'm misleading people by saying that what the one scene that took it beyond the R-rated movie that they uh-huh. would like deny it a wide release uh-huh. was that Tarantino showed. The sword actually going Ugh. through the guy when when Butch like slashes really? him. So what they did, what they did, they reshot that uh, that scene so that he turned around and when he slashed the sword, you didn't see it. Uh-huh. So it was that like impact, the sword Just on the that. body, that impact. That apparently was like the association was like, okay, if you take out something big like that scene then we'll grant you the r rating Isn't and it that can so get weird because didn't blue valentine get nc-17 because they showed like a woman getting oral like oral pleasure, pleasure yeah you know but then fucking annoying ass fabian gets eaten yeah out right they were yeah fine with that in the 90s or yeah whatever. right and blue, blue valentine, valentine came out like five recently. years ago or something yeah, like that. so yeah that is that's not. crazy well i think they showed a little bit more than like okay. just See, just like you know, know below you I know because all you saw was fabian just being like oh something in french um <laughs> but i think michelle williams oh, yes yeah, um jeez um yeah given it well she he she wasn't given a french kiss she was given an australian kiss which is you know uh haha i see what you did there it's a kiss down under it's a kiss down under um Yikes! All right. Ouch! That Sorry. was bad. I know that that was I, apparently. I'm not sure if it was rumored or if that was an actual fact, but it's interesting because that I'm is sure I'm sure there had to have been something that because yeah. I mean back in '94 that that's a pretty bad movie. movie. Pretty fucking pretty graphic, bad. and yeah. the the language was yeah bad. I mean, really, you had everything. You had language. You had you know you know sex. Sex. You had fucking you know uh, fucking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all. I mean, I mean every single thing blood. that you could think of. Yeah, Lots I mean, really. I don't know what else they could have had that would have you know made this movie. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Not PG. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so all right. Well, okay. You liked it, yes? I did like it. Okay. Yeah. But is it, I mean, is, you're still wrapping like your head around it. I am. Okay, so how many, ooh, how many Royale with cheeses would you give <laughs> this movie? <laughs> Wait, do you want to explain that joke really quick? Okay. Not so, to me, just to our listeners. So. The five people that haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Vincent Vega mm-hmm. goes to Amsterdam for like two years or whatever prior mm-hmm. to you know, seeing him. And he's talking about all the little differences in Europe. Right. You know, it's like, you know, if you go to a fast food place, I'm a guy, you can like buy a beer. And, you know, uh, you know what, you know, in Amsterdam or in Holland, they put on French fries instead of ketchup, mayonnaise. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah. And I went to McDonald's and he's like, do you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese? And she was like, they don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese. He's like, no, nah, man, they got the metric system. They don't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. He's like, all right, what do you call it? He says, they call it a Royale with cheese. So. Yeah. So how many, how many... How many Royales with cheese? Yeah, how many Royales with cheese would you Royale give? Royale with cheese. 
the reason why I'm not going to give this as high as I probably would otherwise is because of the language. Are you kidding me? I'm not even joking. I didn't like all the N-words and all the racist oh. shit. Okay, I was going to say, like, the F-word comes out of your mouth. Like, Oh, every no, other. I don't give a fuck about that, <laughs> but... No, 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 no. Like, saying the N-word... The racial slurs? There were some racial slurs, like, about, like, Asian people, too. Like, when he was telling the story about Vietnam, and I think in other places, the racial stuff made me very uncomfortable. Because nobody fucking talks like that. People say cuss words, that's fine, but, like... Well, not nobody, but I'm just saying, like, maybe in my life, and I don't think anyone should talk like that. No, and again, like... Maybe you can get your point across without using racial slurs. I'm pretty sure that's possible. And it even, like, I'm, I'm so, like not like PC or whatever you want to call it or something like that. But Tarantino's like, you know, dead N word storage. Yeah. He, that's pretty crass. And that's like, I mean, and he's like saying it to a black dude too. And and I can't believe like Samuel Jackson's like down with it. I know. Right. But you know, and he, and he like yells it at him. And and it's just so like crass and whatever. So for that reason, I'm knocking it down (gasps) to Eight royales with cheese. Okay, all okay, right. Eight and a half royales with all right. cheese. Okay, all right. That's my. That's my. B B minus. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. All yep. right. Excellent. Well, that's it. That's what I got for you. What's your rating, Thomas? Thomas is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my co-host. <laughs> all right. Um, What's your rating? I have a. I have a framed like matted poster of this movie on my wall. I really don't have as much as a film buff as I am. I I don't get too like cliche or like tacky with it. I don't have Mm -hmm. many film posters. Actually, that might be the one of the two that I have in my entire place. Yeah. And, you know, this movie, again, I saw it when I was 10. I got obsessed with it when I was like 12, 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And again, I literally have probably seen it more than I the exaggerated number that I gave of 64. Hmm. I don't see a movie much better than this by that merit that it's just so unique and so ahead of its time mm-hmm. and so groundbreaking. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have to say that there's not much room below a 10 that I can give it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say probably a 9.8, 9.8 Royale with cheeses out of 10. Damn. It's Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else you can say. There you have it's it. it's cliche to like this movie, but it's cliche for a reason. But because it's cliche not to like it. Like it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Like so. it's good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's Pulp Fiction, guys. Sorry, Morgan. I feel like maybe I gotta apologize for just like forcing this movie on you, but it, I had to hijack the podcast because when I heard about it, I was like, this will not go unanswered this will <laughs> this not injustice. stand this cinema injustice yeah. will not go unanswered uh-huh yeah, yeah. so All right. well, so this is a know, this is a cinematic education yeah, from one friend to the other that's our logo that's our that's our thing consider me educated and i needed to remind our audience of it and that's what we did right now i think we accomplished it very well all right well that's gonna do it for us thank you so much for listening to all of that uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, which I've never heard of. That's that, an Android thing. Yeah. That's why you haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, basically, anywhere that you can look for us, you can find us. Uh, download us on iTunes. Share with a friend, maybe. 
if you think we are doing a good job. And if you think we're doing a good, good job, go ahead and like, rate, and subscribe over on iTunes. Until next time, this is Academy Outcast. I am your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. And I am your co-host, Morgan Spatola. And... Mm-hmm.